Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, we're going to talk about heat stroke tonight. And why? Because it can affect anybody. Let me say that one more time. Heat stroke can affect anyone. But for the elderly and those with a pre-existing heart condition, the risk of heat exhaustion or a heart attack is, is even greater. So here to tell us more about those risks and how to stay safe in the heart in the heat is cardiologist Dr. Joshua Buckler with the Alina Health Minneapolis Heart Institute. Welcome, Dr. Buckler. How are you? I'm fine, Geraldine. How are you? I'm doing well. How often um, do you really get concerned about heat stroke? Um, especially here in Minnesota, we have um, our, our weather is so strange sometimes. But when it comes to this type of heat that we've been having, it's frightening for those of us who are caregivers for our parents or friends or neighbors. Absolutely. And I think part of the problem is, is that it can sneak up on us so rapidly. You know, as you mentioned, our, our weather has been fluctuating. And I think we get complacent a bit when it, the weather's been nice and don't realize that the very hot weather poses some very serious risks, you know, particularly to the elderly, as you mentioned, and to patients with heart disease. Um, right, exactly. You know, when it's, yeah. Go right ahead, sir. Uh, oh, I, no, I was just going to say that, you know, the issues we run into w- with folks largely has to do with the fact that we can often be unprepared. The main way the body compensates for overcoming the hot weather is to release the heat towards our skin. So in order to, to not become overheated, we have to be able to pump enough blood flow out towards the skin to release that heat. That's how, you know, dogs, they pant. The humans, we release our heat through our skin. But for patients with heart disease, that could be a challenge. And that can make the heart have to work overtime and not be able to pump enough of the heat towards the skin so that we can become overheated very, very easily. How quickly can we, um, like, feel the heat um, and, and to know that it's rising? Like, one day, you know, even though I have tinted windows in my car and they're not very tinted, very slightly tinted, my arm started to burn and sweat as I'm driving. Now, this is when I initially jumped into the car. The car was very hot. I turned it on. I tried to turn on the air conditioner. It took a little bit to get it up there. But my my arm started sweating, and it was painful. And so I had to turn the air way up. Is that something to be concerned about? Because we always think of our full bodies being engaged in a heat stroke. But could it be just certain sections of it? Not typically. I mean, I think for, for heat stroke, the whole body is, it needs to be exposed. There are certainly are other risks in those situations, uh, like skin cancer and sunburn that could be causing. We see this in, in truck drivers quite a bit who often drive with you know, one side to the sun quite a bit. But really, you know, if you're able to moderate the overall temperature in the vehicle so that your body can release that heat, one small area of your body being exposed shouldn't cause you any issues. 
I was really surprised to read about the early signs of heat overload or heat exhaustion. And some of it is tired, nauseated, lightheaded, or dizzy, um, and that your breathing may increase. Can you tell me about the breathing? Yeah, so I mean, a lot of this has to do with the dehydration that occurs very early on in, in heat stroke. And any time that the heart is having to work overtime, you can, one of the symptoms we see with that is, is breathlessness or shortness of breath. And so you can imagine, we, we often like to think of the heart and the lungs, you know, we talk about them almost as separate entities, but it's all one system, right? So the heart has got to pump blood flow into the lungs and the lungs have to operate to be able to um, give oxygen. Well, as you get over, heat overloaded and you start to become dehydrated and the heart has to work overtime, it can give you a sense of breathlessness because the system's having to work too hard. As you know, since COVID, we've had so many challenges with brain fog and so much more. How does heat affect us after a pandemic or an epidemic? I mean, are, are, are the things that we're talking about now things that should be considered underneath the COVID pandemic, pandemic that makes this even worse for this year? I don't know that it necessarily makes us worse. I mean, I think we are continuing to learn more things as as all of the downstream uh, effects of COVID have become to light. I don't know that we know that there's definitively a, a an, an additional risk. That being said, we do have a lot more patients with long COVID who are short of breath even at baseline and are probably are, are sicker than they were before they went into the pandemic. There are patients who gained weight. There are patients with more heart disease. I mean, we are seeing people overall are overall sicker than they were pre-pandemic. So I think if you talk about the fact that in order for the heart and the body to optimize, to work optimally, it, you know, there are things that make it harder. So ex- carrying excess weight, having underlying heart disease, having underlying lung disease. So I think overall the the sickness that we see from COVID probably indirectly relates to um, some increased risks for to heat stroke. So then what are, what are ways we can deal with heart conditions and be proactive about this whole heat stroke? Well, I think the first thing with heat stroke is to recognize that it can come on very quickly. So, you know, if you can be out in, in, in a really intense heat, especially when the humidity is high and the body can't evaporate uh, sweat like it would to help cool, it can come up very quickly. And so you need to stay cool, uh, especially for patients with heart disease and the elderly. They need to stay uh, indoors when it's during the hottest parts of the day. If you are going to be outside, make sure you wear loose-fitting co- uh, clothing. Make sure that you are staying hydrated. Um, if you can help out the folks in your family who are at higher risk, maybe your, your parents or your grandparents, by helping them during the hottest part of the day, you know, do the work that they normally would go outside to do, um, that can help. If you're feeling overheated, make sure, definitely make sure you're inside in a cool area of the house, set up a fan or an air conditioner, and you can even take a cool shower to help alleviate some of that heat. That is so true. <laughs> I've had to do that before. You know, because a lot of times when you're out in the sun and, and it's really hot and humid, you know, you're having such a great time at a park with your children or something like that, and you don't realize how high it's getting. You know, it's not like we have a thermometer with us often, right? <laughs> so how do you even right, know exactly. when you've gotten to that point? How, how do we say to ourselves, oh, wait a minute, I'm too hot, I'm too warm, right? I'm, I'm not sweating enough. Right. So that's a great question because the part of the problem is by the time you start having symptoms of heat stroke, you're pretty far along. 
And so prevention is the most critical piece here, is to make sure that you're staying adequately hydrated, make sure that you are staying in some shade when it's really hot out, and, and pay attention to the, to the warnings, the weather warnings that are out there about the heat index, and, and try to avoid going out in those days when it's the hottest. I know we all, you know, we live through the winter here so that we can get to summer and enjoy it the most we can, and no one wants to miss a day of summer. But, you know, if you end up getting yourself sick by being exposed to heat stroke, you're going to miss more summer than you would if you just played it safe. If you're burning up and you're sweating or not sweating, um, do you come indoors and get into the air conditioning to cool down? Is that the, one of the best things we can do? That's what I recommend is that people get inside, make sure they rehydrate, make sure they get inside in front of a fan maybe. And like I said before, you know, a cool shower can help as well. All right. So then tell me where we can learn more about this from Alina. So you can actually Google search um, uh, uh, Alina Health Heat Stroke Awareness. It's a very nice piece that was done by our group uh, right on the Alina website that can, can provide more information. Well, this is really great information, Doctor. We really appreciate you joining us tonight. This is Dr. Joshua Buckler from Alina um, Health Minneapolis, their Heart Institute, and we really appreciate you joining us tonight. And if we ever need an update, I sure hope we can call on you again. Anytime. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Take care. Bye now. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 